Hi everyone, my name is Alex Aini. I'm a partner in the regulatory team here at Simmons. I'm joined today by Caroline Hunter-Yates, a partner in our contentious regulatory team also here at Simmons. And we're going to say a few words today about implementation plans for consumer duty. Um, it won't have been lost on a lot of you that the FCA has not said an awful lot about what should go into an implementation plan. So Caroline, I wonder what thoughts do you have on what a good implementation plan might look like? Yes, you're definitely understating it when you say they haven't said much. They haven't said anything at all yet. Uh, we shall wait to see if clarification comes out. I mean, this is such a thorny issue and we're getting a lot of questions from clients on it. And I, and I do think that one can sort of imagine what an ideal implementation plan would look like because you sort of view it through the lens of the board, I suppose, of what's the board got to do and they've got to be able to scrutinise it and challenge it. And it's kind of how much detail do I need to have seen to be able to to do that. Um, and I suppose one of the things you want to start with is how far have you got on that kind of scoping? Where actually, you know, do you know what's in scope yet or not? Um, and I think it's absolutely fine to have some things still um, being worked through, but to have that broad perimeter and be clear. And then I suppose you sort of run down a bit of a, a list of, you know, kind of, well, how far have you gone on your gap analysis? Have you worked out what some of the key risks are? Um, you know, have you thought through how you're going to deal with the milestones? Have you identified the right milestones? I suppose there's a bit of an entry level point on that. Um, have you got a plan to get senior manager engagement? Have you dealt with the cultural issues? You know, are you actually taking steps that make it look like you are likely to finish on time? And quite how you document that, you know, we've all seen beautiful Gantt charts. Um, I mean, they are lovely. They are what they are. Um, but I do wonder whether boards are going to find that a difficult construct in terms of then showing that they've challenged it. I do think one's going to need something alongside it um, to help you do that. I don't know what you what you would in your ideal world, if you sat on a board, what you'd want. Yes, yeah, so it's, it's a good question. I was just about to sort of ask you that. I think I mean, I think if I was sitting on a board, I would definitely want to see that some thought had been given to the, as you said, the key risks and the key dependencies um, uh, and that they had somehow been identified and articulated in the in the implementation plan. Also, as you said, I think the thing I would pick on is it would be very, very helpful if some start had already been made on on the gap analysis. Um, I do think it's quite difficult to write a, a really robust implementation plan if that, if that hasn't started at all. But um, people will be at different stages of their, of their process, I imagine. Um, interestingly, in terms of implementation process, there was a very recent final notice from the FCA that happened to be about an implementation process that wasn't everything it should be. And that was quite interesting, no wasn't it? <laughs> Yeah, that's quite an interesting one. Do you have any thoughts on on what we can learn from from that final notice? Um, there's probably three things I would I would just flag um, in terms of kind of where things went wrong, and you probably have some of your own. Um, the first is make sure you're looking at all of the relevant information that's out there. So what they failed to do was look at the secondary leg legislation, and so for us, it's make sure you've actually looked at all the finalised guidance. Um, ignoring that would be a bad start. Make sure you do your gap analysis early enough. It's one where they failed to do it at the right um, at the right time. And then when you've done your gap analysis, link that into the risks. So it's kind of some of the stuff we've been talking about on the planning stage. But that for those for me were the three that really um, that really jumped out. Don't know about you. What did you get from it? 
Yes, yeah, so the the one thing that jumped out at me was internal communication, how important it is to make sure that channels of communication are open and not only that people are communicating, but the, 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 the recipients of the communications internally are listening and acting on, on the communication, which is easier said than done in a very large organisation. And, and, you know, one sympathises with the with the challenges that, that people face in doing that. But I think that's really important that if if issues are identified and people speak up as part of the implementation process, actions need to follow and be recorded yes <laughs> well that was it that's that's that is in a nutshell our, our sort of two three minute thoughts on um consumer duty implementation there'll obviously be another podcast in due course or on another pressing topic but thank you for joining this one 